Hello everybody, my name is Abby Murphy and welcome back to the That's Life podcast where we talk about the nav- No, we don't talk about the navigations of life. We talk about the transitions of life and how to navigate that through a Christian lens. That is what we do here. Anyways, my name is Abby Murphy. I'm 20 years old. Um, I was listening back to a podcast the other day and it said I, I said I was 19 when I very well know that I'm 20 years old. So I don't know why I said that. Um, I'm contradicting myself right now because I lied to all of you. Excuse me while I clear my throat. Um, And lying is a sin. And I I guess I unintentionally sinned because I told you I was 19 when I'm really 20. So I'm here. I'm 20. I'm I'm officially in my 20s. I'm thriving. Um, I was about to say I'm 30, flirty, and thriving. But I'm not any of those things except for thriving. Um, And I am just loving the thrive thriving life. Um, Things are going really good and this is episode two of the Faith and Fitness podcast. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode one, I highly encourage you to go listen to that. I really, really got into that podcast and talked all about um, working out in vain versus working out for the benefit of uh, your mind, body, and soul and basically how we as Christians can apply working out as an act of worship rather than just a thing we do to glorify our bodies, which is like kind of how the world shapes that to be, um, the difference between confidence and self-idolization, lots of things to touch on there uh, around working out. But today we are going to talk all about nutrition. We're going to talk about feeding your body. We're going to talk about food as fuel. If you guys haven't heard my history with eating disorders or my past with eating disorders, um, there are some podcasts that I've t- been very open about my eating disorder. Um, I had an eating disorder, just for like some background, I had an eating disorder Uh, from fifth grade to end of seventh grade year and then relapsed again with orthorexia which is um, an obsession with being healthy over working out Um, and that was from my junior year of high school and then ended off and on through my senior year of high school and then freshman year I relapsed back into an eating disorder and now I'm great again and life is great and life is wonderful so I have lots of personal experience I'm not like certified in any nutrition uh information per se however i am a nutrition junkie and i follow a lot of people who are certified in nutrition um i listen to a lot of podcasts i get i stay looking on social media i read articles i just find all of it very very interesting i read books i read magazines like you name it i've probably seen it or heard about it or listened to it at some point or another and i want to share what i've gathered what i've seen within my personal body what i've applied um ways to help that but not also speaking that in a way that is Um, sharing how we don't get so caught up in a diet and we don't get so caught up in what food is going into our bodies that we lose sight of what truly is meaningful in life. And so that's that balancing game of I want to be healthy, but I don't want it to go overboard to where it takes over um, from the, the Lord. And on the opposite end of that, if we are overindulging in things and not honoring our body and we just don't care what we're putting into our body, that's also harming us. And the Lord wants us to treat our body as a temple. So we're going to talk all about that. But first, I thought since this is more of like a foodie podcast and I'm a big foodie, I thought I could start off with a game. So today's game is going to be food hot takes. So I'm going to read some hot takes on food and then share my opinion on them because this is my 
influencer dream of living out being a food taster blogger because I've also always wanted to do that. So like maybe I might do that once in a while. If you don't know what a hot take is, basically it's just like an opinion that could not be very popular with the majority of people. Like pineapple on pizza is a really hot take. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do. It's like a quote unquote controversial topic. So I'm just going to read some and we'll react to them. Feel free to react along. I haven't seen any of these. I literally just looked this up just now. So we're going to... um See, this is uh, SpoonUniversity.com. Sarah Clemex food hot takes. Sarah Clemex. I don't know. She goes to the University of Vermont. Hi, Sarah. Number one, ranch dressing doesn't belong on anything. It's gross. I, okay, younger Abby would have said that's false because I used to put ranch dressing on my pizza, on my chicken nuggets, um, but I'm not going to lie it kind of icks me out now only because I it's like warm if that makes sense like I feel like the ranch dressing from Chick-fil-a like the avocado lime ranch like bougie ranch is different than just like the regular like what is it that brand like something kitchens household kitchens or something I don't know it's not like I think it's bad. I, I I wouldn't say that. I think ranch dressing does belong on things. I don't think it's gross. I think for me personally, though, I'm just icked out by it by now because I kind of OD'd on it when I was younger. And so just the thought of like the classic like squirt bottle like of ranch just kind of gives me the ick. But like from Chick-fil-A, it doesn't bother me. I think it's just my vision of the household ranch bottle that's kind of like, ew. Condiments in general, I'm just kind of like, but like I still eat them so I would say I don't agree with that Sarah I'm sorry if you're getting triggered um number two pineapple is the worst fruit I'm gonna have to agree listen I love the taste of pineapple like I love the taste of pineapple but it I literally was having a conversation with this with Andrea my roommate today it changes like I can't eat it because it changes the taste of everything else I eat that day and it's like it has a good flavor like pineapple flavored things taste good especially like coconut pineapple flavored things or like pineapple smell like I like pineapple but it's the worst fruit because it changes your taste buds it makes everything like tangy and it stings and like around your mouth makes it like really sour and almost like irritates your skin and it just like it also makes my stomach feel really sour it's just so acidic i don't know it's just a dangerous fruit in general like it's covered in spikes that's a red flag in itself number three people who don't eat the pizza crust are just preparing themselves to be victims of natural selection listen if you don't eat your pizza crust, I'm sorry, but like you are missing out. The crust of the pizza, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's the most amazing part of the pizza, okay? That's a little bit much. I think like when you overdo the crust, it's just too much. Just simplicity, people, just simple. However, the crust, a pizza would not be the same without the crust. I cannot imagine eating a slice of pizza and not saving the crust for last like i know that's where you're supposed to hold it but that's like where all the flavor goes like i feel like almost i bite my pizza and like the flavor of like the air of like my chewing like sinks into the bread as i'm eating it and then i eat the crust and i'm like wow what a palate cleanse does that make sense like i compare pizza taste by its crust you know what i'm saying 
Like when you think about it, like the crust is the base. The, if we're getting real Christian here, the foundation is what makes the pizza just as the foundation of the Christ of the Christ foundation of the Lord is what we build ourselves on. Like pizza is based off of the crust and how good a pizza is, is based off the crust. If you really think about it, if you really think about it, you don't compare the cheese as much or the toppings as much as you do the crust. Anyways, moving on. Number four, if your eggs are properly seasoned, they don't need ketchup. Whoa, I don't put ketchup on my eggs. What? I know some people do. I don't think it's weird but I couldn't imagine putting ketchup on my eggs. What do you mean by seasoned? Because I just put salt. I don't really like concoct. I don't like that. I don't like any of that. I'm sorry, Sarah. Listen, you're probably a great person, but I think maybe I should make you some eggs. I think a little cheese on eggs is good. I do without cheese, but I like hard boiled. Maybe I'm just lame. I don't know. A cold egg. Warm eggs are aching me out. These A lot of things are aching me out ever since I've got to college and Something about the cafeteria, man, like the powdered hot eggs. I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Number five, soft pretzels are always better than hard pretzels. Yes, we don't even need to explain that. I think everybody would agree on that. Blueberry bagels are delicious. Agreed. Again, another standard, not the best bagels, but when you want a blueberry bagel, it's like, it just hits the spot. Like it is so good. Same with a blueberry muffin. Number seven, hot dogs and corn dogs are putrid also known as gross. Um, I, uh, hot dogs. I don't like hot dogs. Corn dogs. I could get down with, I could get down with a good corn dog. There's something about a hot dog. I just don't, I don't know. I think it's too bready and it just doesn't really have a lot of flavor unless you put ketchup on it. And I don't really like, I'm a hard advocate for not eating something that you have to taste with condiments. Like if you have to put a condiment on it in order for you to taste it, I don't want to eat it. You know what I mean? Anyways, moving on. Um, I think I think corn dogs have flavor though, so I would say half of that is true. Number eight, round veggie sausages are always well round sausages. It just says veggie in quotation, so I guess we're just comparing the sausages here. Round sausages are always better than linked sausages. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree. Okay, if you're if you're listening and you don't know the like a round sausage is like a patty like the circular patty like a small circular patty and then the linked sausages are like the like hot dog like like a tube i'm i like the i like the linked i'm sorry i'm sorry number nine soft tortillas are better than hard taco shells yes because you can make it a taco or a burrito it's very versatile number 10 reese's taste best when they aren't in cup form reese's eggs reese's trees uh, I'm gonna have to say no. I have okay. Listen, we're gonna end on this one because oh, there's only two more I'm just kidding. Oh, no, there's not. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna end on this one um, Because I believe that there is a proper way to eat many many kinds of foods Example Reese cup. So you're gonna eat the bottom first and then eat the edges Then eat the top and save the peanut butter for last pop tarts. You get a knife you cut the crust off you slice the icing and the backing of the Pop-Tart down the middle. It's a very beautiful, slow process. And then you eat the crust edges first. Then you take the bottom part with the jam and the bread. Then you save the icing for last. 
okay? There are many ways to eat many different kinds of food here, people. I mean, like ravioli, eat the edges, then go for the center. Like, I mean, I could go on and on for days, but a Reese cup is best in a cup form, the small cup, not the big cups, like the miniature cups, frozen or cold. Keep them in the fridge. A warm Reese cup just does not hit the spot unless it's in a cookie. And on that note, we're going to pray into today's topic. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for a lighthearted game to get into this. And I thank you that I'm able to talk about a topic that I'm really, really passionate about. And I pray that um, I don't steer away from your word in this and I don't uh, go to what the word says, but I go to what you want me to share with the knowledge that I have. Um, I pray for this listener and wherever they're at in their fitness, food, faith journey. Um, and I pray that they get something out of this. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So today we're going to talk about all, like, I feel like food and dieting, like it's just such a big thing that it just is so overcomplicated. And I'm saying all of this with the experience of being every kind of person with food. I mean, I restricted, I binged, I've been unhealthy, I've been overly healthy. I mean, all over the spectrum. I've been just normal, even if there is a normal, which that's another thing. Like I, I feel like we're trying to find as a society, this perfect remedy that gets us our dream body. And I'm sorry, but that's just not the case. Like genes play a lot into how your body looks. Now, I will say, Food is a result of a change in physique and a change in how you look and how you feel. Yes, working out does it, but I saw somewhere it was like it was like 80% of the results that you see is because of your food and like 9% is from working out or something along the lines of like that ratio. Like it's like a drastically small amount. So let me break down food for you really quickly. Um, so food is 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 calories essentially we view view food as calories to fill up our body and a calorie is a unit of energy okay so one calorie is one unit of energy so a granola bar that's 150 calories is 150 units of energy our body burns this energy um so that we can go about our daily tasks go about our life um and we all have our resting metabolic rate which is where our like baseline calories are our maintenance calories is what we call this so say i sit on the couch all day and i don't move at all um i and there's a certain amount of calories that i need to maintain my weight without any movement at all so say i am the average is for like a female i think it's like 2000 1800 to 2000 anyone who tells you it's 1200 is is wrong it's eight, 1800 i'm i'm pretty sure it's like the minimum of a maintenance unless you're trying to lose weight um but so let's say i'm at 1800 calories at maintenance which means i don't move i sit on the couch all day and my body just burns that while I'm sitting. So if I'm maintaining my weight, I am taking in 1800 calories. Now add in walking, add in going to the gym, add in weightlifting, add in running, add in cardio. All of these things that you're adding on top of it are burning more calories. Therefore, you need to take in more if you want to maintain that weight. So say I go on a run and I burn 300 calories. Okay, well now I'm at 
2,100 calories to take in that day. It really is what you take in and what you take out. So people who go on a diet, if you are looking to diet, you need to slowly decrease your calories. And why we work out is to help that uh, intake of food feel easier so that you can essentially in quotations, eat more while still feeling full. Now, when you work out, your metabolism is gonna go higher. The more muscle you have, the more you're going to burn. So say I go on a run and I burn 300 calories. Okay, now I'm at 2,100 calories for maintenance. So say I'm trying to lose weight. Okay, well, I'll go down to 2,000 calories. But you don't wanna cut too intensely of your calories or else it's gonna damage your metabolism. Your metabolism's gonna slow down And then when your metabolism slows down because you've cut so much out of your diet, it's going to have a reverse effect. So um, an example is, let's take this 300 calorie run, burn, whatever. So I'm at 2,100 calories. If I say, oh, I'll go down to 1,700 uh, for like the next month and I'll, I'll lose weight. Yeah, you'll lose weight but very quick and very sudden and your metabolism will now say, oh, okay, so in order for our body to keep processing, we now need to have maintenance calories be 1,700. So then if you're eating your 1,700 and you're not losing weight, it's like, why am I not losing weight? I'm eating these 1,700 calories. I guess I just have to cut out less. And this is when we get to this spiderweb effect of not eating anything all day and not seeing results because our metabolism is slowing down it's adapting so a better approach to this um, a more healthy approach to this how you're going to see long lasting um, benefits and effects of this is saying okay i'm at my 2100 calories i go on my run i burn 300 calories whatever okay for the next three weeks i'll go down by 100 calories so for the next three weeks i'll eat 2000 calories okay now i've lost a like a pound Okay, and now I'm going to take out another 100. But your body is still used to burning 2,100 calories that if you slowly decrease your intake, that you're keeping up with what you're burning, your metabolism is going to keep up with that as well. So this is how we make long-lasting effects in food and dieting. And we get ourselves into a pinch when we think we can just do this quick fix. Because the truth is, Quick fixes result in binging and quick fixes result in body image issues and quick fixes result in not having enough energy to get through the day. And that is not what the Lord has intended for us with food. Food has become such an idol and such a topic in in everyone's conversations. I'm so sick and tired of hearing comments like, oh yeah, you know, I had a big lunch. So, you know, I don't, I don't really think I'm going to have dinner. Let's not Let's not say things like that for people who truly are struggling with trying to eat three meals a day and yet they're being told, oh, well, if I eat more at lunch, then even if I'm hungry for dinner, I'm not going to have dinner. Now, there's a difference between listening to your hunger cues and setting a schedule for how you're eating. I've been in a place where I need to intuitively eat, which is listening to my hunger cues, eat when I'm hungry, not when I'm full. Um, And I've also been in places where more recently I've had to force myself to say okay I'm going to eat here 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 and here because I'm trying to rebuild my metabolism up from being depleted for so long um and the comments that are like oh well you know this is all I've had today like oh my gosh I barely had time to eat today like I'm sorry but and I never want to come off 
in a way that is rude because I've said I've said that multiple times. Oh, I barely I didn't have time to eat today. Like I didn't have time to eat today. I care so much about people fueling their bodies, but when we say the phrase I I haven't had time to eat today. I haven't eaten anything today as a compliment or as a flex or as a oh look at me like and as an accomplishment that's when I I look at society and I'm like what is going on like this is not how the Lord has intended us to treat food so I'm gonna read a couple of Bible verses that have really helped me in my journey with food um, and then we'll talk about how we can apply uh, food dieting how to look at it. Um, because I've really learned to just look as at food as fuel rather than anything else. Food, the Lord has given us food to fuel our bodies. However, the Lord also gave us taste buds and the Lord provided flavors and spices and so that we're allowed to enjoy the food that we eat. And so food can be such a bonding experience. So I've been in a place where I've looked at food as a bad thing and coming out of that had really helped me to view food as fuel as, oh, I need this to literally live. And then once I got to a place where I was comfortable with that, I finally started to look at food as a bonding experience, as a way for me to enjoy life and say, I want that ice cream because it's a memory. You know, I'm... yeah, it may not add like whatever protein that I need for that day, but it adds happiness to my life. It allows me to balance out my hormones. It allows me to balance out my cravings. That's another thing. If you restrict yourself from craving sugar, you're only going to binge on sugar later. I'm sorry, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, and we'll touch on that a little bit, but I want to get into these Bible verses first. So the first Bible verse that I want to read is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, right? Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Next, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter four, verse four, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I really like this one because It says man should not live by bread alone, as in we shouldn't have food as our main focus of life, Um, but it is something that we need to live. However, if that takes the place of God, that's when it becomes an idol. That one really helped me in my eating disorder, and I feel like that can help on the opposite side of the spectrum too. If food is kind of consuming your world right now and, and you can't stop eating and you're using it as an escape, as an escape to um, indulge when you feel sad or to eat when you are going through things. I feel like this is a verse that we could um, all apply in whatever way that we're looking at food um, because it really has become such a toxic thing and and, and romanticized in a way that um, it, it romanticizes problems around food. Uh, our society does. Another verse that I have, Romans, it's in Romans chapter 14. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but do not quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of one another? It is before his own master that he stands and falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. I 
absolutely love this because it's so easy to compare social media. We compare what I eat in a days to other people's what I eat in a days. Um, in the eating disorder world, we compare everything. <laughs> I don't even need to dive into that. Um, it's it's inevitable that we are going to compare. I mean, even like you know, people have said, like, I've been around people and it's like, well, I don't want to eat ice cream if no one else will eat ice cream around me because I feel guilty if I'm the only one eating it. Um, or, you know, well, you don't want, you don't want to eat a salad for dinner. Uh, you should really eat this salad. Um, you know, that's more of like a parent and, and child situation or, oh, you really don't need to be eating that. It's, it's almost as if, we are trying to impose our opinions on other people as if that is correct. That's why I wanted to start out this podcast with saying, here are the facts. This is how food works. Because there's no certain diet, there's no certain um, remedy or way to help you feel your best. How one person digests and takes in food is totally different from another person. And that's just the facts. I don't have any allergies. Um, my roommates have gluten and dairy allergies. Okay, so what? They can't eat dairy. Whatever. Someone wants to be vegan? Go for it, girl. You be vegan. It's like, why Why are we judging on what other people are eating, um, the amounts that they're eating? Uh, you know, I would never look at someone and and say, oh, you've barely touched that in a way that's like, oh, well, because I've eaten and you haven't. Why aren't you doing this like me? Now, if it's out of deep concern for a friend who is struggling and you know they're struggling and God has laid it on your heart, like ask them why they're not eating, that's a totally different scenario. Um, but but the whole comparison game, I've played so long and I'm so sick and tired of it that I just have to let it go. I compare what I eat and how much I eat a lot to my sister because we grew up living with each other and obviously because we're sisters, um, and seeing how she ate really you know she never like made it known but just me being who i was would always compare what i ate to her and oh well i eat more amounts than she does and okay abby maybe you were you just need more food like you know i just wish i could go back and tell my younger self that um so i that that verse really really speaks to me i I really love it um The next one is in Ecclesiastes, it is chapter 9, verse 7. Go, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. At the end of the day, the Lord wants us to eat. We need to eat. We've been made with metabolisms, with appetites. We've been made with foods that we love, and we've been made with foods that we don't like. Um, That's a God-ordained blessing in our life. And when we lose that from life, it's kind of sad. It really is sad. Um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. At the end of the day, and I know I keep saying at the end of the day, it's kind of getting on my nerves. Food is not the end all be all. The food is not the main focus of life. It's the Lord. And so when thinking about if you are wanting to start a diet or if you're wanting to change up how you eat or if you want to navigate how to think about food and you're just so lost 
and you try one thing one day and try one thing the next or you wake up and don't eat anything all day and then at night you just shovel it all in or if you're on a really really good schedule but you can't allow yourself to just go get ice cream with your friends or you're in this place where well i'm not hungry but i'm not starving either and i don't know if i'm hungry but i don't know if i'm not hungry whatever you're going through right now in your food journey know at the end of the day that the lord has provided food for us to enjoy so if this is your sign that you need to view food as an event then i would urge you to eat meals with people make it a memory um if this is your sign that you need to go have a dessert because it brings joy in your life or you need to allow i've started allowing myself like certain dessert days even if i'm not like super duper craving a dessert but i say oh this sounds good i'll eat a dessert and a real dessert with real sugar because i know if i don't then i'll instead of having one cookie one night i'll have 12 cookies after waiting so long and hitting my limit um and i don't do that every night i don't have a dessert every night because for me and how my body works i don't feel good when i'm constantly eating sugar um but again it all has to do with lifestyle and it all has to do with how you apply it if this is your sign that you need to start fueling your body with more healthy foods um the lord wants us to nourish ourselves and it's proven that like when you fill yourself with better foods with whole foods your body won't shut down you won't crash as quickly you'll have sustained energy to go throughout your day um if this is your sign that you need to talk to someone talk to a nutritionist see what the heck is going on with your diet how can i start eating regular meals again instead of living off of popcorn all day i urge you to focus on foods that will fill you and fuel you for longer start building up that metabolism if you're not hungry it's probably because your metabolism has slowed down start on that reverse diet say okay i'm going to slowly start increasing my calories so that my metabolism can go back up because once your metabolism go back up goes back up your immune system will start going back up you'll be have more energy you'll have more strength more muscle your bones will be better um everything and within your body will feel so much better. You'll have so much energy to go fuel you for um, whatever the Lord has provided for you to do. Um, so, so fill your body with good foods. Fill your body with a good amount um, that works for you. There's no certain one size fits all to this. It's all very personal. Uh, if you're really struggling with the comparison game, I would say get off social media. Anytime something about food pops up on my TikTok, I automatically skip it. I don't allow myself to look at it. Even if it's not toxic, the feed of TikTok, once it sees that you have viewed a video about food for a while, it'll send you more videos about food. And then from there, it'll start giving you what I eat in a day. And then from there, it'll give you what I eat in recovery. And then you'll start saying, what's recovery? And then you'll see people with eating disorders who are trying to eat more, but it's a struggle. And you're saying, oh, well, they're, you know, they look like this and I want to look like this. And blah, blah. it's just this whole comparison game that I've played over and over and over again. And it just never ends good. Swipe past it. Just swipe past it. There's no need to even fill your mind with that. It just takes up so much time that we could be using to glorify the Lord instead. Food is fuel. It's going to fuel your body. It's going to push you forward. And no, I don't have all the answers, but I do have suggestions. Um, if you're really struggling to eat, but you need a reason to go eat, 
go make it an event. Um, my rules, I say my rules and take this with a grain of salt, but things that help me just to like push past, uh, and get on like a better schedule. Uh, number one, coffee is not breakfast. It's not coffee is not a breakfast. It's a drink. Um, number two, start your day off with breakfast. It'll get your metabolism going. And when your metabolism burns, it's going to burn more. You're going to have more energy. You're not going to gain weight if your metabolism is burning things off. So don't be scared of those calories. Number three, vood, vood, view calories as fuel. View calories as fuel and nothing else. There is no certain number that you have to reach or had to have to hit unless you are trying to to diet or trying to hit a certain physique goal. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I would urge you to go back to the podcast before um, and see if those goals are, what are the intentions behind those goals? What's motivating those goals? Is it for a look to idolize yourself or is it to feel healthy, something you're motivated, a hobby that you have that you can use to spread the gospel? Because that's very well that you could do that. Um, But in everything you do, use it to glorify the Lord. And so, you know, uh, that starts with food. We got to have food to have energy to do those things. Um, what was that? Number three or number four? I can't remember. Number four, eat small meals when you're not like super, super hungry, um, but you know you need food. Have something small. Remind the metabolism in the body that you're there for it, that you love it. Um, have an apple. Always have apples on hand, the bananas, you know, just things. Uh, number five, I think. I don't know. I would always struggle with um, eating and then eating my meal, feeling full, but still wanting to eat. So what kind of got me out of that rut, just like of the boredom eating after I've eaten a meal already, is have something planned after your meal, whether that's a shower, whether that's folding your laundry, or whether that's an actual event. Get up, get moving, get out. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's just like something to get your mind off the bowl, off the plate, Um, finish your meal, have a good nourishing meal that's enough to fill you up. Um, But if you feel full, but still the desire and the urge to eat, number one, that probably means you're not eating enough throughout the day. Um, And number two, just plan something after. Give your body time to digest. I'm a really fast eater, so I, I forget that I need to allow time for my body to digest things. And the last thing, eat a dessert eat the dessert because if you push it off and you say no that's bad for me no i don't need that it's good for you our body needs some sugar people unless you're like diabetic and you know certain certain people don't need certain things but for the everyday average human healthy human um eat the dessert because if you push off those dessert cravings or if you view that as bad and you eat the dessert feeling guilty number one it's not gonna satisfy you in that way Um, and then you're just going to want more, you know, cut the full slice of cake rather than the sliver, sit down, know you're eating it. Because if you keep going back for slivers, you're just going to have a full piece of cake anyways. Just take the piece of cake. Number two, it's going to help satisfy those cravings. So you don't binge on them later. And if you're on the opposite spectrum of eating desserts all the time, then say, okay, today I'm going to cut out this sweet and see how I feel. Okay, slowly start decreasing that um, if it is affecting you in that way. Again, if there is no like medical reason for you to cut out a certain food or uh, to go on a diet, then don't. 
Um, but if you have a certain goal that you have to reach or a health thing, or, you know, if you're older and you want to live longer, start filling yourself with better foods or whatever. So many people are going to tell you so many different things. Pray about it. See what God is telling you. Because at the end of the day, health babe, fit foodie, green living, uh, veggie life, all of these handles on Instagram, everyone's going to say something different. Everyone's going to hate one thing and love the other. And then a different person will hate the thing that they loved and, and love the thing they hate and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who do I listen to? God. There are so many things in the Bible about food. I just read off so many verses and there were so many more that came up on Google. Pray about it. Ask him. He'll tell you. It may seem silly to pray about food, but he'll send someone to help talk about this with you, to navigate nutrition, to navigate what to do around food. He's given you the Bible. Find where it talks about fueling your body. The body's worth more. Uh, what was it? The body's worth more than, than food and or is life worth more than food and the body worth more than clothes and whatever that verse is. <laughs> There's so much more to life than just nitpicking every food you eat and put in your body. Um, ask the Lord for guidance. I feel like we forget that. I forget that. I finally remember it after how, how many years of eating disorders. But I don't take it in, any of it for granted because it's, it's helped me view food as a wonderful thing. And it's a bonding experience, it's memories, it's fuel, it's beautiful. And food is a nourishment and a form of love for your body. So just know that. Um, and with that, I love you. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to episode two of Faith and Fitness. Now go get yourself a snack. That's life.